The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Are you ready for operational excellence? Welcome to the Visual Workplace, work that makes sense, where your host and visual workplace expert, Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth, shares powerful visual principles and practices to optimize your operations and make them safer, faster, better, and far less costly. The Visual Workplace. You can't get to excellence without it. Now, here's Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth. Hi, hi, this is Gwendolyn, and I'm delighted to be talking with you again as we talk about and celebrate the visual workplace, letting the workplace speak. Said another way, how to make work that makes sense, how to take the struggle out of work. Thanks for taking time to tune in and to learn more about workplace visuality, what it is, how to implement it, and how to get results that last and last and last and last. So I'm really happy to be talking to you, and I have great news for you. Our on-demand webinars are finally available. We've been working on these since February, all kinds of technical difficulties. Two of them are ready right now. Six of them will be ready by the end of the week, on-demand, whenever you like. And we'll be adding more webinars about every quarter. I'm estimating that there'll be about 20 webinars in the base set of learning and application through webinars. And we also offer custom webinars for your group, your company, your corporation. And in both cases, our on-demand and our custom webinars deliver the same rich, colorful, practical visual workplace learning at a fraction of the cost with no traveling on-site when and as you need it. And all of them have anywhere from 50 to 100, over 100 in some cases, actual visual examples to anchor the learning. It, there, it, this is a really, really good product. I'm very proud of it. We've been working so hard. You know, at last tally, we counted about 30,000 primary visual workplace solutions in our photographic database. I've been collecting these for now almost 30 years, and I picked the best as teaching examples for all of our materials. Our webinars, this is the same materials, the same material I use when I teach on site. So register and see for yourself at visualworkplace.com. And also, our webinars are also available as standalone training packages. We call that our Visual Edge series. They parallel the webinars exactly. So you can teach them yourself at your own pacing, stopping with your group if you're a trainer or a coach stopping for exercises or to, to do a blitz, and you'll find them also at visualworkplace.com. So I'm excited about this, and I wanted to make a little announcement. So before we get started, I also want to remind you that we are counting on your feedback and comments to help us shape the show. It is true. I have a teaching agenda. There are many, many things that I've discovered over the last 30 years that I do want to share with you that I feel are important. But at the same time, I want this to be interactive. I want to know what you think about what I'm doing and sharing and how I'm doing it. 
You can contact me directly through radio at visualworkplace.com or through our website, visualworkplace.com. We also invite you to uh, call in during the show with your comments and your questions, and that number is 866-472-5790, 866-472-5790. Something's caught in my throat. It must be all that Halloween candy I ate last night. <laughs> that was really great. The little girl next door came over. She was a tree. She looked like a swamp thing, <laughs> but she said she was a tree. She was covered with leaves. It was so much fun. She took a lot of Milky Ways. So in today's show, we'll begin to discuss the 10 doorways into a visual workplace. And I say begin because it will take several shows for us to do this. I'm estimating four or five, perhaps more. Today, we'll also begin to tackle doorway number one, the doorway that's owned by Value Add Associates, the doorway that you may call 5S, I call it, visual order, visual inventiveness. I also call it 5S on steroids. It's very, very powerful 5S that looks at the visual component as really the outcome as compared to the neat and clean component. So we'll be able to get started in that discussion, but that's also very rich. So let's talk about the 10 doorways. First, what are they? The 10 doorways are a way for you and your company to assess your current level of workplace visuality what level are you on, and then to plan for and achieve a fully functioning visual enterprise. So the 10 doorways are a kind of roadmap, an organizing framework, a template for making sure, and here's the important part, that each level of the organization develops a visual vocabulary for getting its questions answered, whatever they may be and then putting those answers visually into the physical landscape of work. You've heard me say that many times. Whoever you are, manager, CEO, engineer, value-add associate, nurse, doctor, technician, um, emergency room people, material handler, the legal department, purchasing department, it doesn't matter the work venue. Where work happens, performance matters. So we're talking about each group each organizational function, each level of the organization being finding their voice for speaking visually. And that means for speaking through visual devices. So the collective outcomes produced by this 10-doorway approach really looks like a list of methods. I'm going to just mention some of them now. Visual order, visual standards, visual displays, visual metrics, visual problem solving, visual leadership, visual controls, visual pull systems, visual guarantees, or pokeyoke systems. Yes, these are methods, but they are first and foremost functions. They are functions of communication, of performance language. And these functions need to be embedded into the physical landscape of work, into the work environment. I call these methods, actually, categories of visual function. For example, the function of the visual wear created through 5S or what I call visual order. The function of production planning, production management, production control created through the method called visual displays, production control boards. 
the function of perfect repeatable quality, even in low-volume, high-complexity uh, production systems. Pokey oak, or what I call visual guarantees, and on and on. So the idea is that we're going to embed this functionality and get very stable, repeatable, safe, precise, complete outcomes, complete performance. The overriding outcome we're looking for is this, a fully functioning visual enterprise. Fully functioning within a site, across all sites, and can easily include the full extent of your supply chain, the entire network. And by fully functioning, let's go back to our definition of a visual workplace, which I gave from the very beginning when we first started a few months ago. A fully functioning visual workplace, a visual workplace is this. It is a work environment that is self-ordering, self-explaining, and because it's self-explaining, it is also self-regulating and self-improving, where what is supposed to happen does happen. On time, every time, day or night, because of visual devices. It is the visual devices that hold your operational intelligence. It is the visual devices that hold your intelligence and mine and that other person over there, their intelligence too, okay? So the visual workplace reflects our level of operational intelligence as it exists now and gives us the opportunity to build on that because we have embedded what we currently understand and then we can improve from there. So what I'm talking about also, here's another way of thinking about it, is the 10 doorways represents the way to create a workforce of visual thinkers, making visual thinking a core competency in the organization, intentionally creating a workforce that knows how to think visually and discovers and recognizes and solves their, own, their problems in a new way through visual thinking. If you remember, again, from an earlier show, the definition of visual thinking, and it's a term I coined about 10 years ago, just about the time that Jim Wilback came out with lean thinking. I thought, oh, darn, he beat me to the punch. Well, mine's called visual thinking. Visual thinking is the ability, your ability and mine, to recognize the enemy, and the enemy's name is motion, moving without working, and the information deficits that trigger that motion, and then to eliminate both through solutions that are visual. That is visual thinking. Okay? So we're trying to create a workforce of visual thinkers. On every level, no one is barred. No one is immune as well. <laughs> when we think visually, we stop thinking about visual devices as point solutions, as these kind of individual solutions to a tiny micro-speck of a problem. Instead, we think about them as a system a system of language, your operational language, the language of your operational intelligence. We see visuality as the way that we embed that language. It, this is of the same importance as we give language, in my view, in, in my view, and I have to admit I'm a bit of a fanatic about this, but visuality in my experience has been, when it works effectively, and that means pretty comprehensively, it is equivalent, in my mind, to lang what language is in our civilization, whether that's English or Spanish, Chinese, French, Danish, Arabic. 
the language and the group, if you will, the country or the group, are so closely linked that they there can be little distinction. They are as one. Can you really separate language from you? It's the way the mind talks to you and talks to itself. It's the way we talk to others and stay connected. It's like separating the sky from the sun. Why would you even want to? They belong together. Okay? That's how close language is in defining and governing us. They, language becomes a part of the way we think and helps us think. So visuality is an intentional language. It is there by design. And for the most part, visuality is put in place after the fact. That is, we do not find it put in place when the company begins. It's not like the language you and I have learned, have grown up with from the cradle. And we've also grown into that. Visuality, and I want to, want to make sure that you understand we're including all of our senses, not just sight. The sensory, the way that we, through our senses, understand our world. This is what I mean by visuality. We are sight dominant, especially in this civilization, in the Western civilization. Visuality is the language that we design into the physical workplace. If we don't design it in, if you don't design it in, it will not be there. We see very mature versions of this in our roads, in our highways, in our community spaces where there's a lot of human complexity and a lot of risk and our city fathers are responsible for our safety. So visuality is there. We see it increasingly at our airports, both inside the terminal and also on the tarmac. I've spoken of that before as well. But it is woefully absent from the workplace. And the question is, how do we put it in place? It's absent from our hospitals, although there are some hospitals that are making some inroads, but by no means complete. They have a very limited view. It's growing, but right now it's limited. Banks, offices, factories. I often think about how that could happen. How did we miss an element so fundamental to our performance that, in fact, we have to put visuality in place in the workplace as compared to it coming up quite naturally. Well, I think it's an instant where the an instance where the solution is hidden in plain sight. It's so obvious that we miss it uh, until recently, or we simply fold it into lean. And lean can't hold visuality. Visuality is too big. It is in itself a foundation on which lean is built. It can't be squeezed into a sister paradigm. Lean. It is its own paradigm. And it is an immensely important one. Visuality is the ground of all performance. It is the ground of all performance. So I developed the 10 doorways over about a 10-year period as a way to capture the visual contribution of every organizational level. I remember I started with five, then it expanded to seven. And honestly, I just walked to a chart one day trying to explain to someone who, was, who had asked the question, who participates, and these doorways began to pepper the chart paper. And I thought, wow, that's a great idea, Gwenny. Take that one. took me about 10 years. So I wanna, I'm going to be walking you through a, uh, the 10 doorways very, very briefly uh, in a moment. And then if we have time, to the extent that we have time uh, right now, 
uh, I will introduce doorway number one. There's so much to be said about 5S, about what we should do and could do and would do. But I want to say this, that when you start examining these ten different doorways, you will see that each doorway is asking those two questions that I introduced in the October 4th show when we talked about eye-driven visuality. Do you remember the two driving questions? What do I need to know? And then the flip side, what do I need to share? What do I need to know that I don't know right now in order to do my work as a CEO, as a doctor, as a nurse, as a value-add associate? What do I need to know? And we find these missing answers, we make them visual, we embed them into the physical landscape of work. And then when we get this control over our corner of the world, then we ask the next question, what do I need to share? What do I know that others need to know that I need to share so they can do their work? Whether I'm a CEO, value-out associate, nurse, doctor, Indian chief, it doesn't matter. Tinker. (laughs) Okay, so these two questions are the same through all the doorways, but they are, the questions and the answers are substantially different, as you can imagine. So I think this will be a very interesting discussion. I want to get you interested in this because I think it is a way for you to assess but also to envision the future. And you can also see a graphic on our website, visualworkplace.com, under Radio Show Visuals, about this very thing. So, thanks very much. I'll see you in a moment. We're going into a break, and we'll pick it up where we left off. I'm excited. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Are you ready to bring the power of the visual workplace to your company? Gwendolyn Galsworth, visual workplace expert and award-winning author, is available to help you harness and maximize that power. With nearly 30 years of hands-on experience, Dr. Galsworth shows you how through in-house seminars, site assessments, total company conversions, keynotes, coaching, and consulting. Learn about visuality through our books, DVDs, on-demand webinars, visual edge learning packages, and a host of other teaching materials. Enroll in the Visual Lean Institute and get trained and licensed as an instructor or QMI affiliate in any of our nine core visual workplace courses. Keep your visual workplace going and growing. Visit our website at visualworkplace.com to learn more about workplace visuality, our products and services, and when Gwendolyn will be presenting near you. That website again is visualworkplace.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to The Visual Workplace, work that makes sense with Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's toll-free, 1-866-472-5790 or send an email to radio at visualworkplace.com. Now, back to the program. Hi, it's Gwendolyn, as you might expect, and we were talking about the 10 doorways just before the break, 
and about the importance of these two driving questions. What do I need to know? What do I need to share? And I wanted to make the point that these two questions are the same for every doorway, whatever your level is in the organization, and whatever the organization. They're the same. It's really beautiful that we can talk so simply about visuality and about the importance of the visual language. And these ten doorways, as I unfold them before you, uh, I think will help you understand how to kind of segment the functionality of a visual workplace. So why are the ten doorways needed? Well, I think we have to think about what happens when we bring the full power of visuality to our work, to our banks and hospitals and factories and open pit mines. That's right. I just came back from the AME conference and a couple of the companies came up and said, you know, our floor always moves. We don't have a floor to put borders on. We're an open pit mine. So after a good laugh, we talked about that. Military depots, engineering and marketing offices, retail stores, dry cleaners, utility plants, schools and universities, movies, construction sites. What happens when we bring visuality to the entire world of work? The answer lies in, well, let's just take a visit to the pre-visual workplace, an area or a company, a world without visuality. In that work environment, before visuality, we are forced to rely on our words to convey information and meaning, whether those words are written or they are spoken. And when we do, what we do is keep busy reading. We keep busy talking. We keep busy listening. They're called meetings, by the way. Or talking too much and listening too much. They're also called meetings. <laughs> you know how that goes. Even when the information we need is where we think it is, in a report or a binder, or heaven help us, somewhere in the computer, it is never really close enough. It is not where we need it, when we need it, as we need it, at our fingertips, at the point of use. If you've ever spent an hour searching your computer for a file worked on only yesterday, you will know exactly what this means. The information is in there somewhere, but you cannot find it, so you cannot use it. And even if you do find it, you really only need a part of it, not all 15 screens. So the pre-visual workplace is always hungry for information, starved for information that is either there somewhere or, sadly, simply not there at all. In either case, the information is missing. Details that can usually be found only in the mind or the memory of a colleague or supervisor or someone else. What happens if that person is out ill or on a two-week vacation? What happens if your supervisor is at yet another meeting or just got promoted? What happens is we are stuck. And when all is said and done, the result of missing information is simply this. We can't do our work. Not all of it or not yet or not accurately, completely, correctly, safely or on time. We are stuck. Many of you who are listening to me right now are experts at what you do. I know that is true, and so do you. But in an information-starved work area or work company, a pre-visual workplace, you will never get a chance to prove it, let alone enjoy it. Enjoy your expertise. 
Instead, in a pre-visual work environment, you're going to do a lot of wandering and wondering and asking and answering questions and listening to answers that aren't really the answers you need. Or you just might skip it all and take a chance out of desperation and take a guess. Or you may just decide to do nothing, to simply stop and wait. Yes, you are good at what you do. But in an information-hungry, pre-visual work area, chances are slim that you're going to get a chance to do it, regardless of the size of the type of your organization. Information drives our day. If a single employee anywhere in the company cannot get the exact information she or he needs when and as needed, the organization has a rip in it. It's like a f- otherwise strong fishing net. The size and the number of the rips determine the level of struggle we have to deal with before our work can get done, the level of information deficits. So the 10 doorways are a way for each of us to learn to minimize and eliminate those information deficits in our own, I call it locus of control, our own venue, our own area, no matter what your organizational level is, no matter the cause. It is a huge problem. And, you know, I've been asked many, many times to come in and assess companies, and I'll always ask them because most of them, who appro- most companies that approach me know about the 10 doorways, and I'll ask them to give themselves a score on a scale of 1 to 10. It's very simple. And I'll often hear, you know, we're a six, we're a seven, we're an eight, we think we're almost a nine. And I'll tell you, in my lifetime, I think I saw one eight and a half. I think it was really good, but it wasn't complete. Because we love visuality and because it's such a natural language, we tend to get a little overexcited about the visuals that are in place and not understand how much further we can go. And that is another purpose of these 10 doorways. Okay, so I want to say things, uh, some things about the visual, these uh, 10 doorways, before I go through each one of them, just in summary, rather quickly. So, the doorway number one, for example, is the one that's owned by value-add associates who are learning to become visual thinkers. Doorway number one is your 5S doorway. I call it visual order, visual inventiveness. And that alone will not turn your company into a full, fully functioning visual workplace. To become a robust visual work environment, you must engage everyone in making a visual contribution. Each employee must open a door that leads to a higher and more complete level of visual information sharing relative to their own work. Everyone must become a visual thinker. You, the supervisor, the manager, material handlers, executives. Here's the list again. The buyers, the nurses, the doctors, the engineers, the Indian chief, the tinkers, the bakers, everyone. And when that gets going, as I said before, you move on to your supply chain. So you're really linked in this network of intelligence. So each of the ten doorways is opened by a specific organizational group. Each company level gets involved and has to get involved in creating this fully functioning work environment. For example, and and I want to explain what I mean by own so you don't get the idea that it's kind of like exclusive. For example, engineers and supervisors own so-called doorway number two, which is about visual standards. And I'll explain about visual standards in a moment. It means getting your standards up and making them visual. But that doesn't mean that 
value-add associates, or someone else is not allowed to create visual standards of their own. They most certainly are, and they will. It simply means that the company holds managers, engineers, and supervisors accountable, responsible for distributing accurate, precise, and complete standards across the organization and then making them visual. So they own it because they are held accountable for that outcome so that it doesn't get neglected, so that someone is looking after that part of the field. Same way with area associates. Value-add associates or own doorway number one, and that is visual order, visual inventiveness, the visual wear 5S. But that doesn't mean that engineers and supervisors and all other employees and all other levels are not expected to implement the visual wear in their respective area. They are. And they definitely will as visuality picks up speed and focus. But associates take the lead in the operation because above and beyond everyone else, the visual wear is absolutely critical to their work. It is they who have an urgent and ongoing need to know where things are, where the things of daily work are, and they need to know it instantly. And as a group, they are also acutely aware of where that where should be. Okay? So the point of the 10 doorways is that we're, we're going to scan them right now. It's not to be restrictive or exclusive. Anyone in the company can contribute a visual solution for any of the doorways, but specific groups are held accountable for making sure that these specific categories, and I say categories of visual function, categories of visual function are implemented in the enterprise no matter what. That is their task. That is their mandate. So we're going to take a short walk through each of the 10 doorways now so you can see what they are and how they work and which organizational groups are, are attached to each doorway attached to each category of visual function represented by these 10 doorways. And I want to mention again that the schemata for this, the little visual for this, is on our website, visualworkplace.com, under um, show visuals. Uh, you'll see it over on the, let's see, on the right-hand side of the home page. And there's also the visuals from our previous show. Whenever we have a visual on a show, you can find it there. So I think we might, might not. We've got a couple of minutes before the break. So let me talk about doorway number one very, very uh, lightly. And then uh, whatever is left of the show, when we go through these ten doorways, we'll start that discussion in greater depth. The first doorway belongs to value add associates. The visual function that comes out of it is visual order, visual inventiveness, what many people call 5S. I call it 5S on steroids. It's 5S that really emphasizes the visual aspect. So, as an expert on the value-add level, value-add associates focus on installing the visual wear first, knowing precisely where things are at a glance, and that removes a ton of struggle. Borders for exact placement. I think we're probably going to spend a whole show talking about borders. I love borders. We'll spend a whole show talking about addresses. They're that important. Addresses for instant retrievability. I mean, I, like many people, thought, you know, give me five slides. I'll tell you everything there is to know about addresses. But, in fact, I just finished the webinar on this, and there were like 117 examples that were sufficiently differentiated to be of interest. ID labels to take more of the struggle out of work. 
The emphasis is on visuality. And if you want a good taste of that, you can find it in my most recent book, Work That Makes Sense, Operator-Led Visuality, with its nine chapters of methodology and its 550 visual examples. Very, very, very rich opportunity here. And I'll say more about auditing for neat and clean in a moment, which is like auditing to death. <laughs> I've got some strong opinions. Maybe uh, you'll uh, send me in some email on uh, my strong opinions and tell me that I'm nuts. But I have had a lot of experience in failing at 5S and a lot of experience in succeeding. So I, I kind of know what, where the traps are. I think in a moment we're going to be going into a break. See how close we are? Here we are. Okay. And when we come back, we'll move on to doorway number two. I hope that you're finding this very interesting. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Are you ready to bring the power of the visual workplace to your company? Gwendolyn Galsworth, visual workplace expert and award-winning author, is available to help you harness and maximize that power. With nearly 30 years of hands-on experience, Dr. Galsworth shows you how through in-house seminars, site assessments, total company conversions, keynotes, coaching, and consulting. Learn about visuality through our books, DVDs, on-demand webinars, visual edge learning packages, and a host of other teaching materials. Enroll in the Visual Lean Institute and get trained and licensed as an instructor or QMI affiliate in any of our nine core visual workplace courses. Keep your visual workplace going and growing. Visit our website at visualworkplace.com to learn more about workplace visuality, our products and services, and when Gwendolyn will be presenting near you. That website again is visualworkplace.com. America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You're listening to The Visual Workplace, work that makes sense with Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's toll-free, 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to radio at visualworkplace.com. Now, back to the program. Hi. Hi, it's Gwendolyn. I was thinking about my last comment, and I think I heard some of your thoughts. Maybe you're thinking that visuality is pretty predictable and that you pretty much have seen the visual, ex- uh, visual solutions that could exist. Um, maybe you're imagination about this is that it's pretty straightforward well you know from one point of view you are right visuality is straightforward what do you need to know what do you need to share but the thing about it is it becomes because it's a language it becomes as various as we are as different as we are it's as though and I've seen this so many times and I've seen it on the supervisory level on the value-add associate level and on the CEO level as well that when you give people the principles of visuality, they create a language that is right for them. In a way, they become, if I may take the liberty, poets of their work. They express their work through the visual medium. That is why I am a great fan 
of the inventiveness aspect to give people permission to find solutions, visual solutions that satisfy their need to know. In other uh, shows, and I'm going to mention it right now, I'm going to talk to you about not standardizing too soon. There are one or two things that you standardize at the beginning of a visual rollout, and beyond that, what you do is you drive through principles. You cultivate visuality through principles instead of trying to stabilize it through standards. When you start standardizing too soon, you actually cut off the possibility of developing a rich and very practical visual language. So what we're doing is we're giving people a different way of expressing themselves and giving them the principles of expression. And so they find these ways that are extremely precise. We call them visual solutions to capture the information they need so they can pull it to them when they need it, as they need it, and they can share it with others. So moving along, we've done doorway number one, value-add associates, visual order, visual inventiveness, your 5S, my visual wear. Doorway number two is owned by engineers, managers, and supervisors. This is the one we were talking about before, visual standards. Doorway number two is about making the two types of operational standards visual. Your technical standards about product specification and process specification, and your procedural standards, your SOPs, your work methods. Supervisors, managers, and engineers own this doorway because they are responsible for, for providing this information. It needs to be accurate, precise, complete, and timely. And in a visual workplace, they make them visual. And again, many others can participate in this, but if no one else does, they still have to do it. And they also know this, and I'll just make a mention of this, that visual standards are the least powerful of any visual device. When we do our show on the four power levels of visuality, you'll understand that visual standards tell only. They don't have any power to make us do it. But it's still a very important doorway because it then establishes what the expectations are and what the customer specs are. So that's doorway number two. And we'll be talking about this when we pick up doorways show after next. We'll be spending more time on visual standards. Doorway number three, this is owned by planners, supervisors, and managers, and it is visual displays, sometimes also called production control boards, but that often gives the wrong impression. In doorway number three, supervisors and managers and planners create visual displays so they can track, for example, what needs to be done, in what quantity, by when, where, by whom, or what has happened. But this is not the same as a dashboard. This is about capturing the pain that I'm feeling as a supervisor. What is getting in my way? What is preventing us from reaching those KPIs, those key performance indicators? It's not simply a report to tell the boss what's going on. It's something that functions for me as a supervisor. There are as many formats for visual displays as there are employees who need them and employees who create them and use them. One of the ways that we talk about displays is we, we say they're about telling the truth as that truth changes. So that just gives you a little taste. But they are, again, a lot of people misunderstand. They think just by st sticking something up, it's going to function. 
No. The eye will create a visual display that serves that eye, and by serving that eye directly, it will serve others. You'll see. We'll talk about it more, and we'll post some examples. But I'm hoping that my language will be clear enough for you to understand what I'm saying without basically running a video on the radio because it's going to be really hard. Doorway number four. This is owned by executives. This is our executive doorway. Managers and supervisors are part of the executive change. And I call it visual leadership. And it's made up of metrics, visual metrics, and I have a particular definition for them, visual problem solving, and visual leadership hotion. Company leaders are responsible for keeping the workforce focused on the vision, mission, and goals of the enterprise and for driving them towards those goals, that horizon I like to say, through metrics, key performance indicators. But I like the measures that drive, that don't just monitor but actually drive performance. And number three, company leaders are responsible for solving problems or making sure problems are solved permanently along the way. That's their responsibility. I have often thought that it is the executive's responsibility to determine the tools in the toolkit because that's going to make all the difference. Anyway, doorway number four visually ensures that leaders make that make sure that that happens. Metrics that drive problem solving, business systems template, X type matrix, matrix operations roadmap. These are the tools of this doorway, this doorway that's owned by the executives and their direct report managers and their direct report supervisors, okay? That's doorway number four. Doorway number five is the domain, again, of supervisors and planners, but also engineers and material handlers. Doorway number five is about visual controls and visual pull systems. The order and flow of materials into your area is the role of planners along with engineers and supervisors and material handlers. They own this doorway. Their first task is to limit or control material quantity and usage. And this is in hospitals and banks as well. And then secondly, to implement pull systems, visual pull systems. And I want to say that a lot of people use visual controls as a term to describe all visual devices. I think it's a mistake because when we use that word lightly instead of precisely visual controls, we kind of lose the ability to express the control function that visual can provide. So if you have a sign that says slow down, that's one thing. There's, that's not a visual control. That's just telling me. I call it a visual indicator or a visual device. But if it's going to control me, that slow down message needs to be translated into a speed bump. Now I've got control. That's a visual control. Okay? So I make the distinction, and I think it's an important distinction to make, the difference between visual controls and visual devices. I think we have to reserve that language. So visual pull systems. We have structure creating time. It's such an interesting concept that we're using structure to embed the element of time into the physical landscape of work. That's what doorway number five is about. And now doorway number six, visual guarantees, pokeokes. That's the function, the category of visual function. And the folks who are responsible for it, in my view, 
are engineers and quality technicians. I mean, who doesn't want the engineers in the quality department to help us make better products and better processes instead of just telling us how we're failing all the time, although I'm not accusing you guys of that. I'm just saying, you know, sometimes you come to the department and we're not so happy to see you because you're the bearer of bad news. (laughs) We failed again and again. So doorway number six helps these fine people employ the smartest, surest, quickest way to make perfect quality happen, Pokey Oak System Visual Guarantees. We had Martin Hinckley on a couple of shows ago talking about this, but I spent a year and a half of my life developing this for Shigeo Shingo. He said, turn this book into something that you Westerners can use. And it was so interesting. My take on it is a little bit different. It's about mastering cause on the attribute level. You build 100% source inspection in, and you know what? We bring in operators. We bring in technicians in the hospital. We bring in everybody to help who are touching the process to help us make sure that those pokeokes are robust and working. So much to be said about Pokeyoke. I'm going to do my own little show or half show on Pokeyoke and give you my take on it. So those are the first six doorways. And I say the first six because we're going to move to seven, eight, nine, and ten in a moment. But it's the first six that hold the methodologies. The ones that I just went through. Visual order, visual standards, visual displays visual leadership, visual pull systems, visual controls, pokeyoke systems. In doorway number seven, we focus on the machine. It's owned by the maintenance department and the function of visual f- and the category of v- visual functionality is the visual machine. If production in your company relies on machinery, your maintenance department is going to be very, very busy. This department will focus on getting the machine to speak through visual devices and they will help, they will ask many people to help them, operators and supervisors and support staff. When the machine becomes visual, everyone and anyone knows how to run it, maintain it at a glance, may not be able to repair it. But if it needs a fix, I'm probably going to know it before the machine does, (laughs) so to speak. What we do in the visual machine as a conversion approach, is we take the first six doorways and we apply it to the machine. Okay, so we're taking visual order, visual displays, visual standards, the first six doorways, we apply it to the machine. Same way we apply the first six methods to the office in doorway number eight, which is the visual lean office. The research is there. It tells us that nearly 70% of all costs begin in company offices and in the support areas. And doorway number eight, we've moved on to the next doorway, helps the office staff make their area speak so that everyone can tell at a glance what's right, what's wrong, what's fast, what's slow, what to do, if a correction is required. When we add pull to that equation, we add lean to visual, and the result is the visual lean office a visual conversion that is using those first six doorways, only this time applied in the office setting. I hope that you're understanding how this works. It's such an interesting model. All right, so we're going to finish this up when I come back. Thanks very much.
comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Bob Pritchard has over 30 years of experience as a straight-talking business consultant and author working with some of the top Fortune 500 companies. Now he's come to the Voice America Business Channel to help you and your business. Tune in to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show for information about starting and successfully running a profitable business. From the movers and shakers to great marketing screw-ups, you can't afford to miss a single edition of the Bob Pritchard Radio Show, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. Are you ready to bring the power of the visual workplace to your company? Gwendolyn Galsworth, visual workplace expert and award-winning author, is available to help you harness and maximize that power. With nearly 30 years of hands-on experience, Dr. Galsworth shows you how through in-house seminars, site assessments, total company conversions, keynotes, coaching, and consulting. Learn about visuality through our books, DVDs, on-demand webinars, visual edge learning packages, and a host of other teaching materials. Enroll in the Visual Lean Institute and get trained and licensed as an instructor or QMI affiliate in any of our nine core visual workplace courses. Keep your visual workplace going and growing. Visit our website at visualworkplace.com to learn more about workplace visuality, our products and services, and when Gwendolyn will be presenting near you. That website again is visualworkplace.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to The Visual Workplace, work that makes sense with Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's toll-free, 1-866-472-5790 or send an email to radio at visualworkplace.com. Now, back to the program. Hi, it's Gwendolyn. Here we are talking about the 10 doorways into a visual workplace, the 10 doorways for creating a workforce of visual thinkers. We've moved through eight of the doorways. The last doorway we talked about was the visual lean office and how we apply the first six doorways. We fold them into that venue, into that setting, into that organizational function, and we get this very fast-moving, highly accurate, highly transparent work environment of admin, of purchasing, of marketing, of sales, of record-keeping, all of that very, very important work. The eighth, that's the eighth doorway. The ninth doorway, now we're moving into a kind of different category. It's called the macro-visual environment. That's what we want to create good function in. And we have a special visual macro team. It is a team that is looking at the whole organization. As areas gather speed on the visual journey, the company will form a special team to coordinate visuality across the enterprise. And if it's multi-site, then across the sites in order to create a deep visual language that connects all of the outlying areas. This is doorway number nine coordinating visuality across the enterprise. And this team, this macro-visual team, is made up of ace visual 
thinkers. They're ace thinkers. They really get how visuality works. And they pay attention to the big picture, to the macro visual environment. They identify the need for and create visual linkages between departments and between sites. They pinpoint visual best practices and visual best practices in the making. Thanks to them, visual information sharing deepens and it grows across the enterprise and then up and down the supply chain. And let me tell you also that there are many value-add associates who will sit on this team as valued and equal partners because they have themselves learned how to become visual thinkers and their eyesight has improved. One of the things that you develop when you become a great visual thinker is you develop this kind of inverse thinking. You can see what's not there, which is really cool. <laughs> Doorway number 10. The exam awards process, this is a multi, this is a group of multi-department examiners. Doorway number 10 houses something that I developed about 10 years ago with Sears um, National. It's a framework that allows you to tie visual best practices together across sites. And it's driven by a set of visual principles and connected practices. What happens is the examiner teams, again, comprised of very good visual thinkers from all levels of the organization, will assess what they see and then through principles drive the visuality higher. So this is called the exam awards process. It's very rich, and we'll do a case study on this in one of our shows so you can see how it works. And there they are, the 10 doorways, and how these 10 doorways are used to create a workforce of visual thinkers, with each company function making a powerful visual contribution to take the struggle and the guessing out of their own work. And the result is the enterprise is populated not by hundreds, but by thousands of visual solutions, not just on the production floor, but equally in support offices, sales, in the field, the lobby, the boardroom. And sooner or later, as I said several times, visuality jumps the organizational boundaries into your supply chain. Imagine what that would mean for your company to become a fully functioning visual work environment. What that would mean for your internal and external customers and suppliers, for the work that gets done in your company and for the people who do it. Imagine what that would mean for you. So this was a scan of the 10 doorways. And even though I had great hopes of Getting a good uh, leg up on 5S, I'm only going to be able to say a few things about 5S and maybe give you something that you can do right away to kind of uh, help if you're stuck. So I started doing 5S in 1983, and I'll tell you I failed. This is doorway number one, owned by Value Add Associates. I call it visual order, visual inventiveness. You call it 5S. Uh, my 5S is 5 S plus one. I translate it differently, and we can talk about that in. Uh, it's going to be the show after next. But um, but five S is there to produce a very important outcome, which I call visual wear. It is not, in my view, about neat and clean. And honestly, I have not been very successful in talking to adults about keeping neat and clean. I mean, first of all, I'm a woman. So I either look like their mother or something worse when I start talking like that. I learned that very early on. And I want to just say to you, I'm going to put some legs on this when we next bring up this to talk about this topic. But if you want to do something right away to help your 5S, add the word visual to it. 
Let it be 5S visual. Let it be 6S visual, 4D visual. But get the word visual in because, honestly, visuality inspires. It inspires us, and we already have an idea of what we mean by that. So I want to kind of wrap the show because there's a few more things I want to talk about. We've come to the close. I really had such a great time talking about these things, these concepts and frameworks with you. I hope you have too. I get very excited about the possibilities. So we just got started in doorway number one. We will pick this up. There's a great deal more to say about this, about 5S and my approach to it. But for the time being, I think we'll spend one more show and do that and then move on to the other doorways. As you may have noticed by now, my approach for this show is one where we do one show on a specific learning point, the next on a conversation with a practitioner or an interview perhaps with an author, alternating that learning point and then conversation, learning point conversation. In January, we plan to welcome in the new year by conferring our first ever Visual Workplace Prize to a set of companies that have demonstrated that they are well on their way to a fully functioning visual workplace. We're excited about that and hope you will be too. And on our next show, we'll interview Brent Allen, who is Vice President of Operations and of Strategic Improvement at Lifetime Products in Utah. 1,500 employees, 22 buildings, and a commitment to operator-led visuality. We hope you tune in. And remember, the podcast for every one of my shows are free and available on the Voice America site. And please also let me direct you once again to our website, visualworkplace.com, where you can find visuals for most of the shows. If there was any visuals talked about, they're going to be on the show as much as possible. So I want to thank you, each of you, for taking the time to listen and learn about the visual workplace, work that makes sense. I want to thank my sponsor, QMI Visual Lean Institute, and I want to thank Voice America for inviting me to do this show in the first place. Honestly, I would never in a million years have thought to do a radio show on visuality. You know why. What can you see, you know? (laughs) So I hope I'm doing a pretty good job in keeping things interesting. Please remember to stay in touch. Send photos of your visual solutions. Send your comments to radio at visualworkplace.com. I really do enjoy talking to you about this very rich subject, and I look forward to the next time. You bet I do. I can hardly wait to see what happens next. And don't forget to check out our webinars after almost, oh, I don't know how many years of effort. They're finally available to you. So off we go, and here comes the music. We appreciate your joining us this week for The Visual Workplace, work that makes sense. Please tune in for another episode next Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific, featuring your host, Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth, on the Voice America Business Channel. Thanks again for listening.